In this episode of Coaching Uncovered podcast, I talk about the mindset of selling your services online, particularly in reference to social media. I guide you through how you can support your mind, both in a uh, emotional way and a practical way, so that you can be, let's say, out there selling and promoting the best services in the best possible way. And often, the guise that I talk about this under is around doing it with ease. So not making it so that you feel you have to be posting all the time or have to be sharing and have to be shouting, but going by not just your personality style, but your values and what's matched for how you want to be promoting what you're selling. Of course, it comes down to so many, let's say, basic business areas around your ideal client and using their language, but What happens to our minds when we put ourselves out there and get more visible? That's what I go into in this episode. I hope you enjoy it. This is the Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge, where I cover or uncover some of the biggest coaching industry questions that many of us are asking so that we can get underneath what makes coaching work and where it might even go wrong for individuals and as an industry to help its reputation and worth grow well into the 22nd century to have even more impact. I hope you enjoy the series. The reason I'm talking about this is because twofold. Uh, Number one, I myself am going into the process of selling, which you've probably been aware of if you've been following anything that I've been doing in the last few weeks. I've got a mastermind that starts in two weeks' time and I think about a lot of this stuff like many of us in a meta way so we're doing it but then we're thinking about doing it as well we're thinking about how we're doing it and how we're reacting to it so it's appropriate for me to share with you what I do and it's appropriate for me to share with you how I manage that myself um, so you can see evidence of it as well as I head into the next few weeks the second reason is because selling and particularly in public even if it is our social media platforms where we've got people we hopefully like and like us on it is really vulnerable and it's something that comes up as something to not just resolve but learn how to feel good about. Last week I covered a bit more about lead generation and actually this simply follows on from it. You could put lead generation and selling in the same kind of video but they come in different ways, right? We're actually calling out for people to buy something from us or to come to something in a much more public way in direct selling posts in public. So examples of selling that you might be going through right now, just been through, about to go through maybe a launch that you've got coming up uh, for a programme which is for uh, one-to-one coaching or for group coaching. You might be doing particular posts that are geared towards you talking about a programme that you're running. Again, might be group mastermind, membership, product that you've suddenly decided to launch as part of your coaching service. Um, It isn't always in your content, it's in what you're sharing. So when we say link in bio, go and have a look there, that's selling in a way, isn't it? Because you're directing someone to take an action, which you hope will result in the exchange of money. So when we're doing that, particularly in a more public way, I'm not going to speak for everyone because I can't. I will speak for the cohort of people that I work closely with and 
talk to me about how they feel about selling and I can speak for myself which is that doing this however much mindset work you may have done can still make you feel vulnerable it can still make you feel like you're going to be judged it can still make you feel like a version of imposter syndrome which really is to say am I even allowed to sell this there's almost something in it which is I don't know that I'm have permission to sell this thing even if we know we're an expert even if we know that we've done a lot of training in this thing even if we know we've got amazing results those thoughts can still come up um and my feeling about that it, this is slightly anecdotal but my feeling is because we haven't really had enough years and decades of social media to understand that particular element of selling so there's a lot of psychology behind imposter syndrome feeling judged worrying about what others will think um but we're still in the infancy of social media which is where we usually publicly sell stuff right um for us to understand that part of it so there is lots of data about social media obviously and how it makes us feel but the particular nuance of selling your services online on social media uh, and at the particular area of imposter syndrome that it might trigger for us. So I want to share with you what I do and some of the things that I tell my clients, depending on what areas they're struggling with. And I said I was going to tell you mindset and practical things. When I was writing these down and reviewing them, I realised they're actually both because for me, there are thinking things and then I'll often take action on it. So I tried to separate them out, then I thought that's a bit harder, but you'll understand what I mean. Um, if you struggle with selling online in a bit more of a public forum, then let me know. How does it manifest for you and what do you tend to do to manage that? Um, so the things that I do, I've really gotten into this idea in the last two years. I've always done this, but more so in the last two years or so, and certainly in the last six months, I am loving using data, so using evidence that tells me whether something is true or not, or which areas I'm actually needing to focus on. And um, what I mean by that is, what does the evidence tell us about how we've sold in the past? What does our evidence from previous clients, from engagement on posts, from feedback anecdotally that we get, what does that all point towards? Because we might be feeling slightly vulnerable or like we're exposing ourselves because we're suddenly talking about this program every day or seven times a day for a week. But what does evidence tell us? If we haven't ever launched this thing before, what other evidence can we go on that helps us to understand whether or not we're going to feel vulnerable and how to get more strong in it? Um, there's going to be a load of detail that you would want to go into there, depending on what data you use, what you like to look at, whether you even want to bother with evidence. Um, but as an example, I would say I've done about 10 online launches for group programs now in various ways. Actually, some of them have been for one-to-one -one coaching um, that they've often manifested as either challenges or like a live series, which is what I'm doing next week. And what evidence tells me, here's a really good example. Evidence tells me that 50% of people who join those free challenges or three-day series often sign up within the last few hours and broadly speaking about 50% of people sign up on the last day but it could be the last few hours of doors closing. That's not uncommon, I know that's quite uh, common for other people but when I realised that for myself 
that helps because you think, well, there's a reason why I'm selling only a week or so before this program starts or I'm talking about the promotion of it because actually talking about it for any longer is a bit pointless. Um, We get selling fatigue and our audience gets it. But it also reminds me that if I felt like I was failing because I didn't have that many sign-ups and I'm talking in reference to the free thing right now, it might be a paid thing that you are, I can always go back to the data which tells me it doesn't matter because 50% of people sign up um just before it starts i kind of do that too i bookmark stuff and then i go oh it starts at 7 p.m so i'll go back to it at 6 45 hopefully when i've remembered it's in my diary um so what does the evidence tell you for yourself on what you've sold before and how you may have got your best results the second thing i do is um oh also actually that's not really part of it but We can also use evidence and data to look at our preferences. So based on anything we have sold before uh, or we have shared or we have talked about, what have we loved doing and what have we not? And of what we've loved doing, what got us the best outcomes that we were looking for, which might be money. It might be also or instead the outcomes of our clients. It might be it only took me 10 minutes to do. And that's my primary goal here to have less time doing the stuff I do, but to be really good quality. Um, You also might look at what you didn't enjoy doing and you might say, well, I didn't enjoy going live every day on Instagram, for example. It made me feel like crap. Um, And so I either don't want to do that at all or I want to find a way that I can do it that suits me. So maybe there's a different time or maybe you get some support or maybe you decide that it's not actually video. It's voice and it's, um, you know, podcast or, or audio stuff that you do. Go to Clubhouse. There you go. So what does evidence tell you about how you've sold in the past that works better for you as the coach, as the person providing the service? Because your preferences really matter, not just what you think you should do and what the other person who's coaching you says you should do or what your colleague or your friend who's also a coach, you know, has had success with. It's what suits you. And we can really forget that bit as well when we're setting up our own services. Um, The... Second thing that's slightly onward from that is I then go and look at how people came to be my clients in the past as well. And often, and this is happening a little bit at the moment, is people will say to me, um, I've been watching you for ages, but they might not have told me that or I may not have seen it. I may not have seen them come onto a video like this. They may not have liked anything. They may not have commented they just may not have been present to me at all. Yet apparently they've seen three of my five videos and love them and want to start working. And that's how you know that it doesn't have to be selling that's working. It's the content that you're putting out there that is right. So this takes us to, this isn't just about feeling vulnerable about selling. You want to try and not feel vulnerable about the content you're sharing because the content you're sharing builds you up to selling the thing that you want to sell right? It all just builds on each other and people getting familiar with you. Then the very mindset based thing I do, but it's also practical because I sit and do it, is an exercise around um, imagery. So for me, I have developed a particular piece of imagery, you could say, a vision that really helps me to remember why, not just why I do what I do, but when I'm implementing something that I'm about to sell, which might be just even be an Instagram post and I click post on it, or it might be, you know, the first video I do on a free series for a challenge. I imagine 
I sit for about 10 minutes and I pick up this image and this will be different for you. You can conjure it up yourself. There are ways to do that. For me, it's a corridor with loads of doors in it. And I imagine that I'm in it walking along pretty calmly, gently and just nothing hectic going on. It's really easy to be in there. It sort of has a pinky purpley colour. Don't know why. It is a bit of um, ethereal. It's not really real if you see what I mean I I almost might be floating like I'm in a dream anyway the corridor I have just sold something or said I'm selling something and I'm walking along that corridor maybe apparently floating and what I imagine is that I'm walking along and the doors are generally a bit open and the people who don't want them just quietly shut their door and they go about their day and the people who do they open their door wide and they step out and they say hey nice to see you and all of that to me feels easy, simple, calm, satisfying, efficient. All those words that come up for me that are aligned with the way I want to be and show up and clearly part of my brand as well. But actually my brand is a lot to do with my personality. So for me, that imagery works. So what imagery would help you each time you do sell something? One post, 20 posts, a massive program that you've suddenly leaped in value for. What imagery, what exercise could you take yourself into in your mind that would remind you that you're absolutely worthy of being here and the right people will find it? And I think a lot of this, I said in the um, story that I was uh, advertising this uh, talk with, I said, when people say, actually, I don't know that, like, I just want to be detached from the outcome. That's really hard to be totally detached, um, particularly if you're working for money, right? Lots of us want value and profit from our business. And so we can't be fully detached because we do want the money that that client's going to give us. But you can hear some of my language feels a little bit off there. It's not about sharing that we want it. It's what can I do for this person when they are in my realms of, you know, support and allowing them to see that as well. But I don't think there's a quick, there isn't, in my opinion, in my learned opinion, a quick way to suggest that we just flip our mind into, I'm completely detached from this. I don't think it's that possible. I don't think I've ever been fully detached from an outcome when I wanted to get a client, when I wanted to get results. All we can do is allow gentle persistence and consistency to allow us to keep showing up. That isn't maybe an answer that you want to hear and that is quick and easy to implement because gentle persistence and consistency requires us to keep showing up. But what it isn't is hustle, hectic burnout. It is almost an easeful way of saying I'm okay whether this works or not. That is hard too. I can't tell you I've always felt like that either. I've never I've never managed to get myself to just go, I really don't care if my launch fails. Of course I do. Of course you do too. And that's okay. That doesn't make you broken because you tried to do the mindset work and you, you know, didn't get completely detached. It just doesn't happen. What we need to keep doing is just keep showing up in the right way and going back to our data. And there isn't just a period of time that says, well, you've got to show up for three months, you've got to show up for four years. It's not like that. It depends what your message is, who you're talking to, whether you're on the right platform. Over a period of time, you will build up more and more data and evidence about what types of selling work for you, what types of selling work for your customer. That selling doesn't happen on its own. We don't just show up, 
put a sales post out and then get loads of sales unless I said this somewhere else um unless we're you know a huge influence with a massive audience and an audience that actually wants to buy from us selling happens within this process and this is where I will end and this list isn't meant to overwhelm you but it's to remind you that selling doesn't happen in isolation so selling happens when we're able to support that selling with understanding exactly who you're speaking to how worthy and assured you are, we are, of what we're offering and it being the answer that we know our ideal client wants. Um, what that is that we're specifically offering them. So it's not just a generic program. It's a, I know this thing can help you because I, I am expert in. We know that it's priced well, um, that they happen to see us when we sell it, that enough people see it as well if we need volume, um, that... We don't judge ourselves for the outcome. That's the detachment bit, but, you know, easing off from the judgment um, that we're not completely dependent on one particular person for a sale because that is very difficult and that doesn't have easefulness in it. And that we understand that we can show up whatever the outcome is. None of those things are like just answers, right? Super easy to do. They come with time and they come with expertise and they come with being able to be willing to look at ourselves and and be willing to adapt and adjust. And that's really what selling is about. It's not the one post. It's not the thing you click send on. It's the whole part of your business and how you show up. So I really want you to remember, you don't have to sit and say, everything depends on this sales post. It doesn't have to. What your business depends on is you being in a really good state so you can show up for it in the best way. So you can show up for those potential clients. You can show up and serve them as well in the end. And that doesn't just come down to selling. That comes down to the whole little bits of process that you have when you are showing up for your business. And I want you to feel joyful from that, not overwhelmed, because that is joyful to think I can adjust all these bits of it too. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge. To find more episodes, find me over on Instagram at gentle underscore life underscore mindful underscore business, where I share each episode as they're launched and hear your comments too. You can find the podcast on iTunes and Acast also. Have a great day.